0: fans, and welcome back to a brand new season of the 3P Podcast. This is the first episode of the sixth season. Can't believe it, boys, but we're going to continue to roll. We got a great season ahead. We have a very special episode tonight to kick it off. As always, I am your host for this week, Alex Castle, joined by...
1: Josh Fromowitz.
0: And TJ Hummel. And this week is a very special episode because we have a very special guest... Not because he's one of my favorite guests and he roots for the best team in football. By as
1: much, by as much. Wow.
0: But but he is the first guest to earn himself the three-peat, his third time being on the show. Very happy for that. And tonight's guest is none other than Joe Ruback, a.k.a. the License Plate Guy. Joe, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming on again tonight. Three-peat, baby.
2: I'm loving it. All right need to get that for might need to
1: get Thanks that on your, me, that on your wall that. or on your uh might need to get that on your ceiling or something
2: no, i might have to tat that i might have tatted on the leg first three Pete. first three peak get that tatted
1: we're we're gonna talk about uh your tattoos in a little bit because i'm sure tj wants to ask you about that uh but first i want to ask you about this nfl offseason football is finally back after a long long offseason a crazy off season that might be Suspensions from Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins to Calvin Ridley to the quarterback carousel, Russell Wilson, leaving Devontae Adams, moving out West. There's so many crazy moves in the NFL, which one shocked you the most and has you as a football fan excited to, uh, see, or in the, I guess, Deshaun Watson case, not
2: as Um, excited. Actually, actually that one right there surprised me. Um, I thought that, uh, I thought he wouldn't be back at all. Um, actually, surprised that uh, that 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 is allowed. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk one way or the other, but you know, I guess I guess money heals all wounds, huh? But you know, with that said, I honestly I didn't expect uh, Brown to be on the Eagles. That sucked. Um, but I probably uh, I I knew Russell Wilson was going to be on the move. So I don't really know about that one. The Devontae Adams all going to Vegas was surprising a little bit. You know, it's funny when you really sit back and think about all the moves in of the offseason. It really was crazy. It really was. Uh, probably this one in a very long time, you know, has everybody talking about what's going on. I mean, now we got Baker starting on a new team. It's, it's definitely a weird offseason.
1: You got Baker starting on a new team. You got Russell starting Russell Wilson starting on a new team. You've got Matt Ryan starting on a new team this Sunday and Monday because of the Monday night football games, there's going to be three quarterbacks starting against their former teams with obviously yeah, great. with obviously, with Joe Flacco being a
2: backup, but he's starting against the Ravens, which is a pretty cool story in itself. Dude, I just heard that news. I wasn't, I was working all day. I, I literally, when did they break the Zach Wilson to game four?
1: Yeah. Game four. Coach Sala said this morning in a press conference that, uh, they because it's a bone bruise, they want they don't want to risk it. And
2: yeah, I mean, but, it, but they're
1: not going to put them on the IL, which on the IR,
2: right? Look, you know, there are people that get paid a lot more money than we do to make those decisions. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm shocked that it's game four. I mean, you know, the NFL season is a long season, it really is a marathon, but you're one in three and maybe a couple of losses in your division, you're climbing, man. And they're not the best of teams to begin with. Although they have some weapons. Not saying I'm ever I'm ever jealous of them, but uh, but they can find themselves behind the eight balls. So, oh well.
1: Oh well is right, but uh
2: I have faith in Joe Flacco
1: for the time being. Stop it. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm I'm actually hyped to see what Flacco can do. I uh but it, it's tough about Will. Don't you 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 don't you don't know by now? I mean, I know what he right. can do, but Alex. now, I know what he can do. It's been a little while since he's, since he's had this position, he, he's the leading man. So I, I'm yeah. hyped to see what he can do in this scenario. I'll,
2: I'll, you, I'll know what, you know what's, you know, what's scary as I, as I sit there and say that to you, do we know what Daniel Jones could do? <sighs> no. So it's almost like, it's almost like I'm sitting here. Don't you know what you're going to get? Don't I know what I'm gonna get? So I, it's, you know, it's back, it's back and forth, man. If you don't, if you don't know by now, you don't. Hey, look, I am a big, big advocate. Of, I am a big supporter of your number one quarterback. I, I preach all the time. You get into your backup quarterback, you're done. I don't care who you are. Don't, don't give me the Nick Foles. Don't give me the Jeff Hostel. Don't give me any of that. You get into your backup quarterback, you're done. All right. I just want
1: to, because I know Castle and TJ want to jump into more giant questions. What you think? There's a big drop off in Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor.
2: Look, I was a Taylor fan before he got poked, but but um, you know, I think both quarterbacks give you obviously. Uh, uh, different looks. But I got to tell you, do you think there's a... Taylor could get out of uh, the pocket a lot quicker than Daniel Jones. Do you think he's that much better running quarterback than than Daniel Jones? Because if you do, you have a weapon. I don't. I think Daniel Jones has some freaking legs. And I'm going to tell you something. You put 11 on 11 football and what I mean by that is you really have to you really have to put someone on, on Daniel Jones as well. This, this Sunday, Daniel Jones is going to have some yards this Sunday guys. I'm hoping so. He I. Is. I, I we'll,
0: we'll have to get into the, the week one matchup a little later. I, I, I like the optimism for Jones though. I really do. But I want to talk about uh, the other side of the ball for a minute. And, this question has to do with the move that when I when I saw the tweet, I was at work, it killed me. It killed me. And yeah, there's been speculation on Twitter. there's been multiple reports. but you being the the heart and soul of the fan base and you you know getting some tidbits of information that we would get not that we wouldn't get, I want to know your your perspective on this move. and that's the Blake Martinez move. I mean, this guy goes from, being a captain, no captain this season. Before he got, before he got released, top I think top three or five in tackles was leading the team in tackles, and just like that they parted ways. So I, I want I want your 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 thoughts on on the move and where you
2: where you think it stemmed from. Okay, so the way you ended your question is where I'll pick up because this didn't stem from last week. Okay, so without going a hundred percent into it um, it's just not a good you know you're always gonna hear that not a good fit you know, what you know the scheme this the scheme that the bottom line is wink and Blake are oil and water and and you know come you're gonna hear that what I just said the scheme stuff the not fit the ACL but that really plays into what wink wants to do and he really did not think Blake Martinez was the answer. Um, Again, this was boiling up for, for a while now. And I knew it, but didn't really know the severity. But when he wasn't picked as captain, I think we all knew it. So, so I think Blake has a lot more in the tank. The Giants were a better run-stop defense with him in there. Obviously, he's a freaking tackling machine. Um, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but if you're going to tear it down, tear it down. You know, I'm, I'm down with getting rid of everybody this year. You know, you already have some some uh, some pieces that you're building off of. So if that was one more piece you're going to lose, and I hate to see him go, then so be it right now. But, uh, you know, next man up, <laughs> that happens to be take, that happens to be two linebackers that I don't know. I'm going to have to earn that position, I guess, right now.
0: Mr. Irrelevant is going to have to make himself really known this season, but facts. I-, I like your, I like your perspective on it, that, you know, tear it down. If you're going to tear it down, tear it down completely. And it's really, it's really a shame that they didn't get along because the style that Wink seems to be going for is blitz heavy, get to the ball and tackle it. And I really thought that Blake was going to fit into that well, but if you yeah. get along yeah. with Wink, then I think that tells you right
2: there that it's just not a match made in heaven. That's it. I'm in a bottom. That's it, bro. Bottom line. And, and again, like we just said, uh, If you could see the writing on the wall, none of us really picked up on it. We're not there every single day, you know, like the other, uh, you know, like the other guys are, we don't really know relationships like that, but obviously it all played out and, and they parted ways and now next man up.
3: Kind of like going off that same, like the same procedure, if you will, with Blake Martinez, we saw Darius Slayton get excused from practice yesterday and I saw your tweet we I think we all thought he was a goner um
2: <laughs> especially especially the excuse practice when it happened to Blake and the next day he was gone I was like oh shit Slayton's gone today I mean that's just the way I look like the Giants were operating I think I know the Giants were heavily looking to get rid of Slayton they were not getting anything which which are you kidding me What's his name? Rieger? Rieger could go for that, and we can't get rid of Slayton. Now, look, with what Slayton was making and his productivity, which obviously needs to be brought up, he's not a bad choice. Like, we're we're sitting here here saying, oh, get rid of him, the slop. No, he's a good wide receiver who just, I don't know how, fell so far down on the depth chart. Maybe new coaching staff, new regime, I don't know, but He did fall out of favoritism and, and he's literally now the league minimum with incentives that I don't think he's going to reach in my own opinion. And, uh, and, and there you go again, next man up.
3: And and to to finish the question, um, do you think now that he's back and that he's so low in the depth chart with how we've seen the offense in the past and injuries with Tony and Shep, how well do you think he's gonna fit in this new offense, and do you think they're gonna call his number more than everyone thinks he will?
2: Yeah, sorry, T.J., I never let anybody finish their question. Uh, I don't. No worries.
3: Yeah.
2: Once you start like bringing someone I'm like, oh yeah, tell me about it. But uh, uh, no, I I don't think they're gonna call his number. Um, uh, but I could be. You know, look, I I flip flop on that because he already doesn't command the you know, superior cornerback. So does this help when you have weapons like, like Tony, who I think is going to tear it up, like Robinson, who I think is going to tear it up. And like Galladay, who I think is going to have a very good year. You all could smile. I think God is going to step up. And he's scoring on Sunday.
1: Classic Joe going bold.
2: <laughs> that's the only way Joe knows is bold. Yeah, that's right. A- you know what? It's effing September, bro. All my hopes and dreams are on the table.
1: We'll have to revisit that come January,
2: February time. <laughs> just, just, just make sure you clip it, you, you trim it, and you put it up as soon as he scores on Sunday.
1: Of course, we got a very good uh, editing team consisting nah, of no TJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my question is, which, which came as a surprise to me—maybe not as much to the Giant fans, but. I saw you posted the uh, Giants depth chart on Twitter and Instagram, and I noticed uh, uh, Sterling Shepard, I almost said uh, Slayton, uh, Sterling Shepard wasn't a starter, and I believe he was a captain, right, the last few years? And he wasn't a captain this year. So I wonder, like, what the deal is with that, and should uh, is there something to worry about with that?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, you know what, Josh, I wouldn't read into that at all. Um, everybody and their mother knows that this is his last hurrah. Um, please stay healthy. Uh, you know, if you watched some videos from practice, this dude is still really good, man. This dude is sharp. His cuts are ridiculous. So I I don't know, man. I I think he's still going to be a weapon to be honest with you. I don't mind him coming off the bench. I don't mind him not being a workhorse. I think maybe his productivity will go up. I think maybe his health will go up. I don't know, but I'm really happy with where he is right now.
1: And are you that confident in Tony and Robinson and Galladay that you're comfortable with having Shep off the bench?
2: I am. I think uh, I am for the young dudes. Um, you know, Galladay's can only go up, let's, let's say that, I mean, Jesus Christ, he could only go up. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, all three of you. Is there a is there a better duo right now? More electric than look, I say these two. I'm gonna get beat up because Tony's hurt and Robinson hasn't done shit. I I I get it. I get it. On paper, is there I, two I, more I, are there two more electric players? on an offense when they have the ball in their hands.
1: I think the other New York football team would like to make an argument with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson definitely has a strong argument. But Never heard I... of him. Classic Joe.
0: <laughs> I, I think the only other two guys that come to mind, but it's very, very tough to say because of the quarterback is, um Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Those are the only. Yeah,
2: I, mean, I, 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 I mean, honestly, yeah. There. I mean, them excluded.
0: Okay, <laughs> them excluded. <laughs> then I'm very
2: excited for for what the two can <laughs> do. I. They're will, probably the. They're probably the the. They're unbelievable. Those are like ridiculous. That's not even fair. You can't even use those.
0: But but, but the thing is, who even knows how two is going to be? I mean, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but. During, during training camp, he was throwing these these balls to to Hill that looked like he was back at at Alabama as a freshman. Hey,
2: Alex, real talk. TJ could throw it to these guys. They need to call his number. Ty- to-
1: Tyreek Hill is going to be getting used to having a return punts
2: on offense. And Josh could be TJ's backup. <laughs> Let's do it. We, we got a great duo there. You, you see, you've seen you've
1: seen my arm back in the little league
2: days. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I'm glad though that uh, that Shepherd has been showing uh, great productivity in training camp. What besides I mean, that, when he, when he came back when he, when he came back from what you saw at training camp? What were some of the other takeaways? Whether it's good or bad, whether it was from vets or rookies, what were what were some of the highlights for you? Uh, during the times that you did go to camp?
2: Look, I could give you 10 guys right off the bat, but I'm only going to talk about one. Leonard Williams is a monster. Leonard Williams is going to tear it up. Now, look, he's making a shit ton of money. And what is it? What is it? The next year is is the void year or the year after? What is what is it? Uh, 30 or something and then, so then six and then a void or the six is the void. All I care about is what he does now I can never hold that against him. Gettleman made this trade. I loved him when he came. He was talked about like we like we should hang him by his shoes and throw stones at him, but Leonard Williams is going to go ballistic. He is going to command, command, command and it's going to leave that outside open for the new guy.
1: And it's, what do you it's oh, I just want to cut, cut you off, Castle, cuz we were talking about him earlier. So it's so glad, I'm so happy Joe was the one who mentioned it because I didn't want to be the one too. I was telling Castle, I'm like, I don't know what kind of love he gets from the Giant fans, but I know from a Jets perspective, Leonard Williams is still one of the most beloved former Jets in the NFL. Yeah, so you, you know, I'm you know, so, it made me so happy to hear
2: you say Leonard Williams' name. You know why he doesn't get, he gets love. He gets love. Do you know why he doesn't get 100% love, guys? I mean, I, the
1: stats don't probably don't show. And
2: no, not stats.
0: My my guess, because I'm just because I, when we were talking about this, he was like, "Why don't you think Giants fans don't give him that much love?" My guess is he's not one of the more flashy guys that's talked about, and one of the names that's you know, like with Tony, we know Tony for his personality, for the music stuff like that. Williams doesn't have anything that makes him stick out in the media like that.
2: So that's why I don't think he gets the love that he. should. Well, well, Jesus, Alex. I mean, no one on defense did anything to deserve any kind of shout out. There was no defense, but I really truly believe that he doesn't get as much love and I could be dead wrong. So I think he's always going to be linked to DG. He's always going to be linked to a terrible signed contract when you could have got him in free agency and he's always going to be linked to that. And I think he had to be an exceptional player to get over the DG mistake of trading a draft pick and everything else. That's just me. I never thought of it that way,
1: but. And the funny thing is that trade was made when the jets also had a really bad regime. So it's not like the jets benefited from that trade anyway.
2: It just, it just was a huge mark and was laughed about for so long that Gettleman just threw all of this stuff at him. And you know what? I mean, look, Lennon Williams, he's a mainstay, but, but the money was just absurd. And the traffic, I probably couldn't, have. you would have been okay if you just waited, but I don't know. I, I believe they're linked. I could be I can, this again, this is really only in my opinion. So who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: I, I link Gettleman to a lot of of the issues and I give him very little credit, but I don't really have any issues with how the signing went down because like you're hyping it up. He, regardless of how the defense has done as a whole, He's been one of the more solid guys to follow on the defense. I mean, I I remember last season, big plays that he's made in the run stop, and yeah, I think it was last season that game against Seattle on the road. He had a big sack towards the end of the game. So you know, th- there's stuff like that where I still look at him in a light where I, I don't blame
2: Gettleman for, for. Well, what do you what do you think the Giants would be? Fair point. Fair point. What do you think the Giants would be if they didn't have? the Leonard Williams, and God contracts.
0: Where do I think they would be in terms of like their record in terms of financially or just in terms of goddamn free agents coming here. I, I, I don't know because I don't have $900 million tied up. I think it really depends on who, who's the, who is involved personnel wise. I think that even if we don't have them, I think people would still be turned off by Dave Gettleman, and yeah. his culture. So I don't know how much more we would attract free agents. That's another th- reason why I'm so excited about uh, the Dable Shone era is because I think that they're, they're younger guys who are yeah. more hip with what's going on and more in touch with the league. And I think they're going to attract guys in the future that we wouldn't expect. So yeah, I think awesome,
2: have- awesome answer right there. I I I wanted you know like I told you guys before. Uh, this was two years ago. Now I wanted Gettleman gone. I wanted everybody with him. I wanted the showers replaced. I wanted the tiles redone. I wanted the garbage cans replaced, kick out the ball boys. I wanted everything gone. Um, and, and I wanted a young, exciting, uh, uh up with the times getting along with the players, GM. And that's what we got just two years later. Absolutely. I mean, these guys were, living it up at the Rangers
0: games together. I love yeah, I loved it. it.
2: Loved so. it. Very what do you think? What do you think, guys? What do you think my new jersey came in? What do you think? I love that. Oh wow. I gotta <laughs> I got I don't wear I go to a Yankee game it's gotta be half Giants and half Yankees. I go to a Ranger game it's gotta be half Giants half rangers.
1: So for the, the those listeners obviously they can't see what you just showed that's a a half that's a half new york giant half new york ranger igor shesterkin jersey
3: it is it's pretty cool oh yeah and not to take away from the coolness that is that jersey i do want to talk about your uh your current artwork being done and that is (laughs) the the giant mural on your leg and you i know you have I know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, you have the Helmet Catch, Plexico, Eli and Strahan, and Blackburn so far, right?
2: And then Tuck.
3: Yep, and I said I, I, I got a
2: once a Giant, only a Giant around. Um, so, don't know if you could see it. So, the Strahan, the Blackburn, the Tuck, the plaques, the Helmet Catch. Eli, and once a giant, always a giant goes around. And do you see that or not really? Can you? Is yep. it in there? I don't even know.
3: Yeah, the uh, the Mara,
2: and then the Mara patch. So there's like ten right now. I'm about six or seven away
3: from being done. So what was your inspiration for that? Like I know everyone knows <laughs> you by your. Buy your license plates, buy your your crazy jerseys that can be seen on the game day, the draft, you name it. Like what what like sparked this in you to say, I need this on my leg now?
2: Yeah, I don't I, that's a great question. I don't know, man. I have no idea. Uh I always had the plate and the NY in my leg. So I always had two tattoos, and later I added a trophy. So I had three tattoos and I wasn't doing anything else. Um uh it's weird because what the hell am I doing this 10 years later for? Should have done it after they made the catch. But uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to finish. I wanted to go below my knee with once a giant, only a giant around. And then in my ankle, it was going to be only a giant number 10. So it was going to be here and here to finish. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleeve the middle in between it. And, you know, I have other things prepared. I have something going on for Super Bowl 21. I have something going on for Super Bowl 25. I have Lawrence Taylor going on. I have Brandon Jacobs going on. I have um, uh, uh, Frank Gifford going on. I have, uh, I think, Sam Huff going on. Uh, so I want to finish it, and it's going to be like an intricate, like you said, mural. And um, And I don't know. You know, it's funny. One of my friends is like, dude, like, really? Like, what if, like? You don't like the Giants anymore? And I'm like, dude, I'll be in my casket. Don't worry about it. What kind of question can someone say? Like, come on, right? Come on. I think I unfollowed him on social media after that. What a bozo! Oh.
0: <laughs> that was. Uh, oh my God. That was that 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 was too funny. Oh man. Um. So my question, I want to follow up with a uh, training camp. We talked about what you saw, uh, what you liked and what you didn't like. Uh, I want to talk about the offseason Now the moves that we made, because as we discussed earlier, we have, we have new management. We have a new GM. We, we saw guys getting cut. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. contracts restructured. We saw other moves being made. Was there anything that you felt that the Giants should have done or should have pulled the trigger on that they didn't? I have the one thing that I feel that they should have done, but I want to see if
2: what what you think. Man, that's a really good question. I'm sure that I had an answer for that weeks ago, um, but I'm just not thinking it. I think they handled the Daniel Jones situation correctly uh, because. This is a business and he's going to have to earn that spot. And when he does it this year, he's going to have to earn it again. Um, I don't know right now how to handle the Saquon Barkley situation. Uh, That was Uh,
0: also something I wanted to ask you. But
2: but come on, come on, Alex. He did the right thing, bro. This is a business, man. You coming off injuries, go out there. Yeah, I could give you a four-year contract right now. Take your ass out there and show me and I'll give it to you. Hey, Aaron Judge, go set the Yankee record and let me say. See- ah, oh, shit, he did. You yeah. know, And it's going to cost the team. And Barkley's going to cost the Giants. And it's going to cost so much that I don't even know if he's going to be a Giant. See, so with, with that said, I, I, I would have liked them to bring in a big name tight end. I would them, I would have liked them to bring in somebody that could mold Bellinger, who I think is going to be very good. Oh yeah. And and that that is where that is where I stand because you can't ask me what they should have done because we really knew they were cash strapped, right? Right. So so wanting it and getting it are two different things. Saying, saying to someone, you know, oh my God, why couldn't the Giants go get him? Come on, man. I'm sure they were the guy was on the board and the Giants couldn't get him for various reasons. So I never really get I never really get crazy about it. I would have liked a really good tight end.
0: That's one that I didn't even think of. That's a really good one. The one that I was trying to see if you were gonna elaborate on was uh, getting getting a vet corner. Because I know a lot of people are skeptical of Aaron Robinson, as am I. So
2: dude, dude. You're gonna have Adoree Jackson on his childhood friend, What Woods, and you're gonna have Robinson over there. And he he did not impress me. Um, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. He's gonna to have to have some help. The cor- the safety is gonna move over, and you're just gonna to have to hope that that Adoree Jackson's gonna get it done, or Wink's gonna send a freaking house. I don't know, man. It, a lot of stuff is, you know what they say, first game. You're either, you're either crown champions or you're looking at the draft already, which obviously is a joke because, come on, it's a first game. Yep.
1: Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that about Saquon, tying that into Aaron Judge. And I used to go to your backyard, backyard for batting practice when I was in Little League, so I know what kind of Yankee fan you are. So it would be wrong of me to, to not ask you this question. What do you think of what Aaron Judge has done this year? And is this the greatest single season you have ever witnessed?
2: Uh, Hey, look, he's a monster. He really is. Uh, You know, I am a big baseball guy. Um, You know, I think we we take stuff like this too lightly. Um, If you really sit back and think about it, this is a, he's, he's like a, at a ridiculous pace, bro. He's on pace for, I think, 66, 67. Um, I do, th- he's obviously going to break Roger Maris's record. Yeah, he's only he six obvi- numbers
1: away now with a whole month left.
2: He's going to hit another one tonight. So let's say he's at, he's at 56 tonight. And I truly believe he will hit another one tonight. Um, Hit one in the morning, in the morning, and afternoon. He's going to hit one tonight. Uh, he's going to set the record. 63, 64 is my guess. 63 is my guess, um, uh, and and he's going to be the first billion dollar. <laughs> he's going to command so much freaking money. And I am not an. A, a, I am not for these ten year, five hundred. I'm not. I think they're dumb. You know, you got a Gene Giancarlo Stan that's going to get up at age 49 and you know swinging a curveball in the dirt again. So I'm not for those. Um, but Aaron Judge is, I rank Aaron Judge up there with Jeter, hold on a second. I rank him up there with Manning, hold on a second. I rank him up there with Mattingly, hold on a second. I just, when I say stuff like that, I mean, someone that has come into New York, handled everything with the utmost dignity and class, okay, and and it, and is going to get paid for it. And, and he, he's going to be a Yankee forever. I think
1: he'll be up there with those guys for sure. You could throw in Patrick Ewing, Henrik Lunquist, but that's a very short list of New York legends.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think I'm think. i going to tell you something funny real quick, and then we'll move on from baseball. Uh, so when the when when Sanchez and Judge were coming up, uh, I was paying very close attention because I used to give a less I used to give lessons to someone that played with Judge. And – I told this this kid that I was giving less. So I'm like, Judge stinks. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you keep your eye on Sanchez, man. He's going to be such a better pro, uh, batting wise than Judge. Now look, I was right for the first year. But I swear to God, I was on the money, and then I'm, and then I'm down the down the tubes.
1: <laughs> yeah, batting down the tubes. that 150 batting average or whatever it was his rookie okay. year. You you're prime with your uh, your pick, and then all of I, was a sudden, like,
2: I was like, "Come on!" I told you, and and, 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 and then fifty
1: two yeah. homers his rookie year later.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, "Damn, he's good." I I
0: have to agree that I put Judge in that same category as all those guys. Can't disagree with that. And I,
2: for those and for those reasons, Alex. Yes,
0: and for those reasons.
2: Absolutely, yes. And he's
1: probably the most marketable athlete in baseball right now.
2: Hey, you know, come on, man! Come on, just just everything you know, like Alex is probably getting to like, just the way he handles everything. Man, he doesn't ever get crazy. He's like, come on, do as I say, not as I do, or do as I do as I do. He does everything great too. So, he
0: he he's a great face to have, and I re- I really hope the Yankees can can hold on to him I really do no doubt so before before we wrap up the interview Joe I got one final question for you bring it and I'm going to try to limit this as best as I can if if you give me three at most if you can come up with three if not uh like a headline for games on for the game on Sunday like things things to watch out for things that you think are going to be big one to three for for this week's game in
2: Tennessee oh I got you I got you Barkley's 120 lifts Giants over Titans. Nice. Galladay's late TD second of the game seals Giants victory. Whoa, shit. And Giants defense shuts down Tannehill Hill and company. I love not, it.
1: Not Derek Henry?
2: I did uh, see your, I saw your tweet about know, holding 30. it to
1: under 30, so surprised you didn't mention that. That would be, on, 30, that would be the front – that would be the headliner of Sports Center if that were the case.
2: Yeah, Derek Henry, twenty-nine yards on eleven carries. I love it. If all that could happen, yeah. we we will be in for a great season. But let me tell you something, man. I should work for the Post or the Daily News because I'd have some banging headlines. You but should. Sometimes they they just don't come to fruition for me. <laughs> hey, if that happens, that victory Monday is gonna be very sad. Oh, Matt. Can't wait for victory Monday, bro. Can't wait. Just can't wait for the season.
0: And this was a great, great way to introduce the season. Having you on Joe. It's always a pleasure uh, for for those of you guys who are listening that don't follow his Instagram, go check out his Instagram out the license plate guy. Joe is not only the giant super fan, but he is a very charitable guy you know, be on the lookout for his stories. He's constantly working with former giants and other organizations tomorrow night. He's doing the live draft, uh, the live stream for the London game. So you definitely want to check that out and just continue to, to follow his content. He's a great guy and and a great guest. It's always a pleasure to have you on Joe.
2: Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. That's, that's a great way to go out. I already set up all the raffles. I mean, you know, like, could you imagine, all right, let's just let's just pick one, anyone, because I'm not doing it right now. Let's <laughs> say this dude right here, let's pick one. It better be uh, me. Rich, I don't know, very, very long ass name right here. Long, long, long. So let's say this guy, Rich, uh, Bella uh, Russo, whatever, this dude could win, like, you don't understand, like, I'm so lucky to have this platform, seriously, license plate guy, I'm not doing anything. I'm reading off a freaking name tomorrow, and I'm giving him Two tickets right next to me, front row in London. They get flown there for free. They get a hotel, better hotel than I'm staying at for free. Uh, it's
0: ridiculous. Joe Ruback, the license plate guy. He's really, uh, he's kind of become a friend of the show, I got to say at this point. he He's hit that three-peat mark. We all feel comfortable with him. A, a lot of good back and forth. Uh, but the thing that I really liked uh, like about the most is he's a very charitable guy. I wanted to make sure to highlight that during the end of the show. Yeah, he's giving out cool stuff, signed cleats, the tickets to London, but it's really just all about connecting the fans and getting people, getting people excited about good causes. And you don't see too many people in his position do that today. And I'm not calling anyone out here. I'm just saying he could easily be the license plate guy, taking pictures with Justin Tuck, going to the games and leave it at that. But he goes the extra step. And unbiased opinion, it's because of all that that he's one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show. So, Joe, thank you again for coming on. Um, It's really always a pleasure. And I, I would like to think it's not the last time we'll have him on. No,
1: of course not. He's one of the best guys we've had. loves coming on the podcast and it just seems like every single time. Yeah. It's a lot of giants nonsense, but like his optimism, his like what he does, his passion and energy and the charities is just what makes him an incredible person.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I said, I don't know too many people in his position that would go the extra step. So Really makes them great in that sense. Great interview overall. Great way to kick off the, the season. Uh, but what sparked all of this was it's football season. I don't know about you guys. I know you guys are bigger into hockey than I am, bigger into baseball than I am. Uh, I think me and TJ are on the same level as hoops. Josh is a big hoops guy. But the one season that we could all come together – is football season. I'm so excited. The best time of the year, six out of the day, six out of the seven days of the week are for whatever, but Sundays are for football. And I guess Thursdays and Mondays we'll, will throw in there too, but Sunday's the real day. So why don't we talk about that? Talk about some of the games that, that we got on the deck on the deck for this weekend. I'll I'll start off with with one of the games that I'm excited about. No, it's not the game in Tennessee, guys. Don't worry. We talked enough about that one. It's tomorrow night's game. I am not only excited about the quarterback matchup, but I'm curious to see what Stafford's going to be like. I don't know if you guys followed him at all during the offseason, but apparently he hurt his elbow, and the quote from Sean McVay was it was an unusual – elbow injury you know Stafford's not no spring chicken anymore but he is coming off a big Super Bowl win and a very exciting Super Bowl win he doesn't have OBJ but he has Alan Robinson who I'm curious to see what you guys think of him I know he wasn't given a fair shake in Chicago sorry Stevie I I, I know you're not here to defend yourself but that's got to sting I, th-
1: I think he'll agree though I think he'll agree. He understands it was for the best.
0: And and it was, and he, you know, he's in, he's in an exciting system now. I, I'm excited to see what Van Jefferson does. I really, I really like him. Cam Akers coming back to a full season. That's going to be exciting. And then of course the bills mafia.
1: We, whoa, we whoa, whoa, whoa. You just mentioned every target, uh, every weapon on the Rams without mentioning the best one. You didn't mention Cooper cup once. Because what is there to say about Cooper Cup? Can he, what repeat, is there, can what, he repeat his mass or was it a fluke? Because last year was really his breakout year. People weren't talking about Cooper Cup as much. You're right. You're right. There's a I, lot to talk about Cooper Cup, in my opinion.
0: I think Cooper Cup will have a, a another very good season. To, I think possibly... The receptions might decrease a little bit because they do have Cam Akers back and he could be seeing the ball a little more. But you're right. I lo- I love the Cooper Cup and Stafford duo. I think he's going to have a repeat. I think he's going to be the most consistent guy on uh, out of the receivers while they figure out what to do with Jefferson and Robinson. But yes, we cannot forget Cooper Cup, just like when talking about the Bills. We can't forget Stephon Diggs. Also, shout out to Knox for hit for ink and his new deal today. He's been a solid guy for for Buffalo, so I'm very excited about that game. Josh, I I, I know you you caught me on it, and then I fully admit it. You caught me on the cup on the cup, lacking on it. Is this a game that you
1: have on your radar as well? I mean, it's hard not to be because that's the only game Thursday. It's the ring ceremony. It's Von, it's Von Miller oh, coming back home. I, I forgot get, about getting that his ring against the team he's playing. And there was a little bit of beef there because of the comment, the little exchange that uh that happened yesterday or today. He was asked about like his feelings going back to LA, and he's like, "Frankly, I don't know what kind of reception he's going to get. I don't I don't know if he's going to if I'm going to get booed. I don't know if I'm going to get cheered." I don't know what happens when I get my ring. So he was like talking about like preparing for every single possibility of what kind of reception he'll get the game that really catches my eye though. I mean, without saying the obvious Thursday night game, like you just said, I could choose one of the homecoming matchups. I could choose Seattle and Denver, obviously Russell Wilson's first game on Monday night football with the Denver Broncos against the Seattle Broncos the Seattle Seahawks against the Denver Broncos <laughs> long day, long day. I could also say Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers against the Cleveland Browns, but there is a bigger matchup on Sunday that I will mention. And it's a huge one. It's an AFC North AFC West matchup. It's the chargers. It's the Raiders. It's Devonte Adams. It's Keenan Allen. It's, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Khalil Mack's former team. It's so many stars. Both teams had so many pickups. Chandler Jones is a Raider. Khalil Khalil Mack is a Charger. JC Jackson is a Charger. We have a a full season now of Herbert again, coming off his exceptional sophomore year. Derek Carr is getting his college best friend. We have a healthy Josh Jacobs. We have Austin Eckler. Every single time an AFC West team matches up, it's going to be must-see TV, and it's unfairly going to be the game of the week. Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, four elite quarterbacks in this league are going to, one of those at least, will not be making the playoffs this year, which is crazy to say and think about. And the fact that one of those two teams will be 0-1 is crazy because both of those teams are playoff teams in my eyes. So I'm excited. That's going to be fireworks right out the gate. I'm hoping to see a lot of touchdowns, a lot of scores. But in reality, it's hard to predict what happens because both defenses are so electric. You have Max Crosby with his new deal leading that pass rush for Vegas. You have the boosted-up secondary for – the Chargers signing J.C. Jackson, pairing him alongside young stud uh, Asante Samuel Jr. You have uh, Derwin James and his new contract, who's helping Charger the Chargers' safety position. So I really don't know which way this game is going to go. And frankly, I don't care because I'm just excited to see some elite football on week one.
0: You just pitch that as the game of the week, forget everything that you said about tomorrow night's game. I am more excited about that game now. And you're,
1: you're, you're- well, it's not really fair because I am probably more excited for the Thursday game because that's first. And then come right. Friday, I'll be more excited for the, for the Sunday games. Right. But it, it, what I'm saying is it's at the end of the day, they're both
0: part of week one. And yes, every, every season, the first game of the season is going to get the most hype because you look at Instagram and you look at Twitter, the countdown for, for Sundays and weeks full of football has been back. So there's definitely going to be that hype. But if you look, if you're looking at the schedule and you listen to how you pitched the Chargers game versus that game, I'm so, I'm so excited. It scares me because I'm playing Derek Carr against you this week so it scares me that he's going up against this chargers defense
1: but then again the crazy thing is both teams are so electric that it very easily could be a high scoring game so who really knows and that's just what excites me you're going to match fire with fire you're going to have devontae adams against jc jackson like it doesn't get better than that especially for a week one matchup this is a playoff matchup in my eyes Oh, yeah. And you know I'm
0: hoping that that Fresno State connection is electric all season. I'm so excited about that duo. But that that is a great game to have on your radar. TJ, what's on your radar for the for this week for Sunday? You could even talk about Monday's game. What What game sticks out to you? I
3: don't even know if I can follow that up because like Josh has pitched. The, the Chargers game so well but I think the game I'm most excited for other than the Giants and if they'll make me sad or happy for the next four months um, is the Steelers-Bengals game uh, I'm excited to see how Mitch Trubisky uh, recently being named QB1 will lead that, lead that offense down the field and if he will if he still got it in the tank or if We'll see Kenny Pinkett sooner than we expected. I don't know. But everyone knows the Bengals are coming off the last season. Big things coming for Joe Burrow. I think there's a lot of eyes on him. There's a lot of eyes on everybody. It's the Bengals. They were the runner-up last year. So personally, I think uh I think Joe Burrow's gonna dice up that, that Steelers defense left, right, and center. And it's it's not going to be great for the Steelers, but I just want to see at least if Mitch still has them to be a starting quarterback. Steelers defense is no joke, too,
1: so that'll be a fun matchup. But I'm sensing a theme, though, with the two out of our three picks that we just gave. Those are two rivalry matchups. That's the AFC North that you just talked about. I talked about the AFC West. So rivalry matchups in week one. We also have the Dolphins and the Patriots. That's always a good matchup when those two match up. They loaded up week one and it's not a, it's not a joke. I, I really can't imagine. Don't remember week ones being this stacked and loaded with so many different storylines. Like we're in for a real treat. Red zone on Sunday is going to be crazy.
3: One game I do want to mention too, is Niners bears. Trey Lance is give you one there. Now
1: Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Stevie yeah. will be locked and loaded for that one.
3: I got a feeling that Justin Fields is going to be eating a lot of grass, but that's just my opinion.
1: Well, we don't want to talk talk down on the bears, especially with that with Stevie here to defend himself. So we're hoping for the best for Stevie. That's all. We'll leave it at that with for the Bears.
3: Yeah. 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 I suppose.
1: It's a new era in Chi Town. There's no there's no naggy am pace. So Stevie has a little bit of optimism.
0: I would. And you know what? Uh, frankly I have some good feelings towards fields I think that this first game is gonna to be tough for him but I think he's gonna be in a new system and I, I think he's gonna f- feel a little more experience get get a little more confidence in him so I think it's a nice reset for for Chicago but it really is crazy how how the setup is for week one and I wonder if because I mean, you even just said yourself, Josh, it's, you can't remember the last time that it's been this loaded matchup wise for a week one. Now, given a lot of these teams made some big moves in the offseason, but do you think, th- do you think there's anything that was behind how this week was set up? Do you think it was something to really boost the ratings?
1: You think it was just to
0: get more people watching football?
1: You think? I it- mean, how many people really could have predicted a, like, like Baker going to the Panthers being like an interesting matchup to watch out for. It's just like when, when, yeah, when, yeah, that's just a crazy coincidence. Um, like Russ going to Denver and playing Seattle Monday night. Like, I think that's that, that came out afterwards. So like, that makes sense why that's the Monday night game. Um, but whatever the reason may be, I'm all for it. I, I think the more Rivalry matchups is definitely intentional because those are always interesting because you always play your, your rivals much better that or more competitively is the right word I should have used compared to non-conference, non-divisional oh. foes. The giants might have an off year, but you know, damn sure they're giving it their all when they play the Eagles or the Cowboys or Washington.
0: I know I am when I'm rooting for them, just like you are when the jets are playing the Pats, the Dolphins, yeah. the Bills. Rivalry games just bring something extra. I was just curious to see what you guys thought about that because it's its a crazy setup for week one. I mean, what's the guy's name? Scott Scott Hanson, is that his name? Scott Hanson's going to be locked and, locked and loaded for a Red Zone. That dude is going to need five-hour energy on IV for the weekend that he's about to have. I mean...
1: I can't, I can't wait to recap week one next, next show because like, just talking about all the games on Sunday has me hype to talk about the outcomes. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about stardoms and sit this week. That's, that's just the craziest part of it all.
0: We will next week though. Don't, don't worry folks that that is back. Your, your four favorite analysts for fantasy are back. No, Matthew Barry isn't in the mix, but you got us. And we're going to give you some, some great starts and sets. And before, before we wrap up, gentlemen, any final, final notes going into this first week? Any, any upsets on the radar? Anyone you guys think to really watch out for?
1: Well, besides Joe's bold takes, I don't know if I could personally top that. I mean, I really hope, and I'm sure both of you would like to see this as well, It'd be nice if all three of our teams could get some wins on Sunday and we'll have a happy crew come next week. But realistically, all three of us have pretty tough opponents. Giants in Tennessee, Jets at home against the Ravens. Talking about Saquon playing on a contract year. How about Lamar Jackson playing on a contract year? I'm sure we'll dive into that next week because he is until Friday to make for uh, to make for the Ravens to make their decision about extending him or not. So who knows that could be another Aaron judge situation. And if that's the case, we might see it. We might see another Lamar Jackson MVP campaign and really just football in general is back. I it's hard to single one game out or give one prediction. I'm just excited for all of them.
0: Fair enough. Mr. Man of many hats. Any, any final words before we, uh, we sign off and dive into week one.
3: Yeah, uh, I just, I'm excited for football. I'm excited to watch football. And like Josh said, hopefully we're all happy campers next week, next show when uh, we talk outcomes and week two matchups.
0: We need those three wins. We need the Ravens. We need the Titans. And we need the 49ers to all go home or go back to their respective locker rooms
1: to finish Sunday. 0 and one, I think is the best way to, to word to that 0
0: and one, go home unhappy. However you want to do it. We need those three W's, but that concludes a great start into this season. Number six, as always, we want to give our shout outs first. Thank you to TJ for his efforts on the social media with football season ramping up. You know that the posts are going to be even spicier, So TJ, thank you for that. And of course, being our fill-in host when needed. We're always appreciative of that. Of course, we want to go down the line and thank our sponsors, Liberty Shirt Co. If you watch Fox on Sunday for football and you see the shirts that the guys are wearing and they look fabulous because they are fabulous, it's because they're Liberty shirts. So go check them out if you want to look like a Fox Sports analyst yourself. Got a great selection going on. Next is, is a sponsor of ours that we're happy to announce that they're live. They're up and running. It's OP sports betting, betting with crypto. It's finally here. We're going to dive a little more into that next,
1: next episode. Hopefully, Greg, yeah. Hopefully we could get uh, Greg on to, to gonna, dive, to dive into it. That'd be awesome. Get Greg on as a guest. He's
0: got a a, a rugby background, I believe, so we could talk about that a little bit, talk about OP. That would be great. And last but not least, we want to thank Kevin and Wild Chat Sports. They've been with us since the beginning. I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but the latest interview that he did was that kid who sounds like a little baby. If you guys have seen his videos on Instagram, that was the... Latest interview that he did. I don't know how he does it, but he gets some very interesting guests. So Kevin.
1: I think, he, I, think I saw he had Ilya from the Vlog Squad. David Dobrik yep, Vlog Squad.
0: Yep, yep, they, yep exactly. He's, uh, he's been great. He's, he's out in LA. He's got a job with the Clippers. He's someone else we maybe got to bring on too. Uh, great for him to expand on Wild Chat. But thank you for that, Kevin, and, and your sponsorship. And last but not least, thank you guys, the fans, six seasons. You've been riding with us from the beginning. We appreciate it. And we want you to continue to ride with us and we'll see you next week. When we recap week one.